both with our hormones and our bodies. And I don't know the science behind all these things, but it makes sense in my brain. But like, you know, a season, your mood really changes. Like I'm a horrible human being in the summer. I am sad. I am depressed. I hate the summer. I don't belong in the sun. I belong in Siberia. Like it's just not a good look. And someone would have to get through the summer with me and still like me because I'm going to be cranky ass bitch for three, four months while the sun is shining. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you are interested in being coached privately or on the podcast, reach out to us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Listener question for the week. I feel like I've been getting a lot of um, breakup related questions and cuffing season is soon upon us. So I feel like, you know, a lot of relationships ended kind of at the beginning of the summer and people are finally dealing with their feelings and healing in preparation for the dating that's going to happen as it gets a little colder and we cozy up to some new people. So that's great. We need to heal. We need to deal with these things. And breakups are a very important step in finding your right person. So I got one recently that was a guy who broke up with his girlfriend after a lot of going back and forth, trying open. And they just realized they wanted two different things, so they broke up. He, after breaking up with her, realized their relationship had actually been pretty toxic, and he had been fooling himself about a lot of things during the relationship because he felt so strongly about her, but all in all, she didn't treat him very well, and he realized he was actually probably way better off for being out of it, and maybe should have gotten out of it sooner, but you know. There's not much we can do about that. So she reached out to him saying, hey, did I leave my charger at your house? I'd like to get it. We're talking about a phone charger, the kind you can buy. Yes, expensive, but still for like $40. And he texted me saying, what should I do? I have this charger of hers and I don't know how to give it to her. And also I have a bunch of stuff at her house that I should probably get. And I said, tell her you'll mail the charger and give up on the rest of your stuff. There is no stuff that could be important enough to have to reopen that wound. I am not, as you know, a big fan of people trying to stay friends after a breakup, especially right after a breakup. If you want to try and stay friends a year later, test it out, get coffee. There was really something there that you just can't let go of as friends go for it. But right after a breakup is not the time to keep ripping that wound open and seeing each other. And I'm sorry, but a phone charger is not worth it. So I told him to tell her he would mail it to her. And he told her that and she laughed and said, I live down the street. It's not that big of a deal. I think I should just come get it. In this way, she was not listening to his needs. And this is something that happened throughout their relationship. He would tell her what he wanted and what would make him comfortable. And she would say, well, I want what I want, so I'm going to get it. And I told him, stick up for yourself and tell her you are more comfortable mailing it. So that's what you're going to do. And he did that. And she wasn't happy about it, but he felt much better. We don't need to bend over backwards for our exes. I'm sorry, they're exes now. We don't owe them anything. We want to be respectful, but if we have their phone charger or their shoes or their whatever, and they absolutely insist that they need it, mail it to them. Spend the money. It's worth it for your sanity. Same goes. I know we've all had the instinct of like, well, I have stuff at his house, like my pajama shirt and my planner and a pair of sneakers. And it's like, unless it is so expensive and irreplaceable, 
forget about it. Trust me, your emotional health is worth way more than that. You will not miss that stuff. You will get set back a whole bunch if you have to go pick up that stuff. If you absolutely have to have it, ask them if there's a way you can go get it when they're not there or if there's a meeting point where someone else, like a friend, can bring it. Even if they think you're being dramatic and they're like, come on, we can see each other for two minutes. Take care of your own mental health. There is no, I should be over this. I should be okay with it. If you're not, you're not. And you don't need to pander to someone else's needs. In this moment of pain and healing, you need to take care of yourself. And there is no, you should be over this now. You should be strong enough. You should honor your feelings and you need to go cold turkey in a breakup. And that means even slight interaction. And you say to the person, Let's figure out the phone charger I'll mail to you. After that, I'm going to ask for my space. I'll reach out when I'm ready to talk. It's about taking care of yourself, especially if you've gotten out of the relationship because both people were not treating each other the way they needed to be treated. You don't owe them anything now. So take care of yourself. Know that your mental health is worth it and let go of your old sneakers. Hello, welcome. I am here with Jennifer Golden. I'm so excited. I've been meaning to get her on the podcast since I was on her amazing podcast months ago, feels like forever now, called It's Complicated. And we'll talk about that. And Jennifer is single and she's hot and she's hilarious and she's sassy. And if I remember correctly, her dream man is her number one biggest fan. So um, (laughs) yeah, if anyone already is just like, that's me, I'm a fan. I'm really good at being a fan. Jennifer is the woman for you. Okay, so let's get into it. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited thank to you. be here. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with my disorganized scheduling problems. And I was like, a month ago, like, I need to have you on. And then a week later, I was like, when are you coming on? And then, so, you know, it's hard out here in LA sometimes, but we we did it. We did it. And I thank you for forgiving me for having a cold and sniffling all over your podcast. <laughs> I love your sniffles. Thank your sniffles you. are sexy. Exactly. Um, Hopefully they're endearing to somebody. So if you want to date I think sniffly you're super girl, endearing. call me. I mean, everyone's got it right now, which to me just signals the beginning of cuffing season. Oh, yeah. Because the weather's changing. Weather's changing. Everyone's calming down. Time to get snuggly, especially it's time to get cold. snuggly. Like you should yes. snuggle up to someone, give it to each other, you know, exactly. pass it back and forth like lovers do. So sexy. Yeah. And like just order in soup together or make soup, snuggle on the couch and be like, babe, I can't have sex tonight. I don't feel good. And they'll be like, thank God, me neither. And oh, it's just so sexy and adorable. Yeah, that's romance. I think first things first, you should probably put on your dating profile that if you're looking for a woman with the sniffles, have I got one for you? Yeah. Also, the way to my heart is like by way of Kleenex box, like bring me a cute box of tissues and I'm in. Uh, why does everyone in LA have a cold? It's so weird. Okay. Um, um, no idea. We're not here to talk about our health problems. No. We're here to talk about our dating challenges slash wonderful experiences, which hopefully we have. Um, if I remember correctly, you are single. How long have you been single? Oh, feels like an eternity. Um, <laughs> but more recently, I would say I've been single for a year. Obviously, I've gone on a date here and there, and I've gone on like several dates with some people, but I won't deem myself in like a relationship until I'm really like set on somebody. So I'm just like dating until further notice. But 
I've been like super single for a year. And how long was your last relationship before that year? It was four and a half months, which seems like a short amount of time. However, it was a pretty serious four and a half months because the guy I dated was a single dad. And so Mm -hmm. things sort of expedited because of the like seriousness in which he takes his life as he Mm -hmm. has to being a dad. Um, So it was a pretty intense four and a half months. Well, and I also think like once you're kind of in your 30s, maybe like four and a half months is serious because like you're not going to spend four and a half months exclusively dating someone if you don't take it seriously. Like once you're, I think once you're in your 30s, you know a little better what you want and what you need. And that's why like, it's not crazy when people get engaged after like a year, year and a half in their 30s. Because at that point, like, you know yourself, you know your habits, you know what you're compatible with, and you figure it out pretty quickly that it's going to work or not. It's not like when you're in your 20s and you date someone for seven years before being like, oh, actually, I don't like you. Uh, Yeah, I actually really appreciate the sense of urgency. And I sort of feel like when I'm dating somebody, if I can tell they have no sense of urgency, especially because men don't have like a biological clock necessarily, like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to sit around and wait for you. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I don't have that kind of time. I'm like, let's get it together. I like you. You like me. Marriage. Exactly. Let's get there. Um, So why did you guys break up? Well, uh, that is a tricky one to figure out because... I would say because we had many issues throughout the relationship that I would address and he would sort of, um, I don't know, persuade me into like continuing the relationship with him. And I would keep saying, you know, it seems like we've got these issues. Maybe we're not meant to be. And he would say, no, 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 let's keep going and I'll make these changes and whatever, you know, he could say to get me to continue dating him. And then out of the blue one night, I actually got home from doing our podcast and I got a call from him and he was like, um, I can't date you anymore. We should break up. Um, it's just that I don't feel like my feelings are where they need to be at four and a half months and I should be like in love and all of this stuff. And I was like, well, that's odd considering that, uh, you've been the one pushing this relationship this whole time. And also why at four and a half months is that like where the bell goes off that you're like, I should be in love. I wasn't in love. I even told right. him that I was like, my, the jury's still out on you, my friend. I'm still trying to figure out if we can even keep dating, let alone allow myself to fall in love with you. So at that point, I was like, this is a blessing. I didn't waste any more time with him. It was pretty confusing as far as like his real reasons behind it. I actually think he met someone that was probably a better fit because he's been in a relationship since then. But mm. more power to him. I just sort of wish he had handled it a little better than the way he did by phone, actually by text, then by, I made him FaceTime me because I was like, if you're going to break up with me, you need to see my face. (laughs) Also, like like, if he's a 44 year old man, he should have like taken me to dinner or like had lunch or some sort of anything other than a text. Would you have preferred for him to make special plans to see you in person without knowing that that's what was going to happen? Um, if I, I would appreciate it if it was like strategic. Like, I mean, then again, not everyone's going to do things the way I do them, but I wish they would. Um, <laughs> if I, he could have, we had plans on f- that Friday that was coming up. And so Wednesday he breaks up with me. What he could have done was he could have come to my side of town on Friday so that I was already like in my element and didn't have to, you know, kind of go out of my way, could maybe have locked it in at like 6 p.m., broken up. I could have been on my merry way or even stayed in and been upset, but I would have been in my home, 
on my turf and he could have brought me all my things. Instead, because I never had plans with him on a Friday, I left all my stuff at his house thinking I was going to see him again. He actually Venmoed me for the dog food I left at his place because he didn't like know what to do. I'm like, it's expensive dog food. Like I want my dog food back and like an assortment of other things I left at his place. So I just sort of think that if you respect the person, just because you don't necessarily want to date them anymore, figure it out so that you make it easier on them and make the experience as pleasant as possible and convenient for them. I agree. I think that's a good point. You know what I think it is, is so I know this other girl who recently got kind of broken up with and they hadn't been seeing each other as seriously as that, but they've been seeing each other like regularly and he definitely seemed way more into her than she was into him. But she was kind of like, I like this, you know, like he is really into me. So I'm going along with it. And I was like, that's great. But then he kind of broke up with her very suddenly over text, like after they hung out one day. And then the next day he was like, you know, I don't, I don't really see this going anywhere. And I don't think I'm ready for what this is heading towards or whatever. So it's over. And she was very taken aback that he did it over text and didn't even call or anything. And I was kind of like, I think people do this when they're scared that they won't be able to stick to their own decision if they actually have to see you in person and like have a conversation. Like there's something so much easier about kind of like sending a text, which is like just throwing the bomb and then running away, you know, instead of like sitting in the room with the person and having to look them in the face. And also, I think there's a chance probably in both of these situations where if they had been willing to have a mature conversation, it might not have ended in a breakup. It might have been a productive conversation about what both people wanted and where the relationship could go and where what pace it needed to be moving. But I think people kind of freak themselves out sometimes. And instead of taking the freak out to the other person for discussion and for kind of dissecting it, they just go, this freak out means I need to get out of the situation and run. And I can only do that if I don't give the other person a chance to fight me on it. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's like one part cowardly, one part like they just don't trust themselves. Exactly. Because maybe he did meet someone else. Maybe someone came into his life. But there was some part of him that was super into or he wouldn't have kept fighting for it. There was probably some shame involved about how he had fought for it and then was letting you down and kind of going back on his own thing. So it was probably a little bit of embarrassment too. But I think it's definitely like... You know, there is absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I do think too in early relationships, a lot of times people will talk themselves out of something when they're not around the person because they're like, oh, it just doesn't logically make sense and I really shouldn't be in a relationship right now, whatever other reasons they give. And then it's, they know if they actually saw the person again, they wouldn't be able to stick to it. So instead they do this kind of a thing. Yeah, man, everyone needs you in their life to talk to them <laughs> off the ledge before they jump it's true. Like, and I think it's, it's a sad thing too, because obviously like at the end of the day, people are going to end up in relationships when they are ready and when they want to and not a moment before. But I do think some people throw things away that would be really good for them in an effort to protect themselves. And because it's scary to actually say, you know, hey, Jen, like, I'm freaking out a little. I'm a little scared about where this is going. Like, here are my fears. And I know that I've been the one pushing for it. But I actually have some fears that I think I've been ignoring. That's a lot scarier and harder than just saying, I can't do this. Go, go away. Like, yeah. you know. Be gone it's with like, you. Off with your head. I mean, it's like, regardless if you guys had ended up getting married, 
you both could have learned and grown even more from the experience, not to mention you wouldn't have felt such a bad taste in your mouth after. Yeah, I was like, man, I really could have gotten out of this a lot sooner. But he like, I also wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because if he was so willing to, um, you know, rise to the occasion on different issues, like for instance, he was a single dad. So he shared his daughter with his ex-wife and the schedule was all over the place, especially with his work schedule. And I was only able to see him, you know, whenever his schedule allotted for that, um, Mm -hmm. where I, I sort of explained to him, you know, if you want to have me in your life, I'm, I'm very understanding of these circumstances, but I need you to sort of consider me and our relationship when you're making this schedule. Like now right. there's more people involved. So right. it's not just your schedules. It's now our schedule as well. Um, so then he took that into consideration and, um, there was just a bunch of things that he actually did make headway on. And I was like, wow, he really cares, obviously, if he's going to make these changes but then you know obviously that was not the case so right right but at least like four and a half months is not four and a half years so we'll Thank say goodness. that was a good thing how old are you 34 34 and are you like a marriage kids person I'm definitely a marriage person kids I sort of feel very much like if it's meant to be it'll be I'm never gonna be like a, an IVF person Um, Mm -hmm. because of the cost and what you put your body through and the hopes that you get up. And it's just for me, I don't think it's not crucial that I become a parent. I'm also a dog parent. So to me, I Mm -hmm. get that same like kind of parenting vibe there. And, you know, maybe I would feel differently when I get married and and how people feel like they want to create a family with somebody or they want a piece of them and, you know, they want to create life with them and that kind of thing. Um, I just, for me personally, don't feel like it's the utmost important thing, like where I would almost go get pregnant if I didn't get married, you know, have a Mm -hmm. baby on my own. That's not my jam. I also see how much work that takes. And I'm like, no, you need a partner for that. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I do think there are people can do it. They have a support system of their family, their friends. They, it's really important, but you know, it's definitely something that is better if you're not doing it alone, whatever that other person is helping you. It's helpful. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. I mean, so what gives you, because you mentioned kind of a sense of urgency because of the biological clock, but if you're not a, I definitely need children person, what is giving you that kind of sense of urgency or sense of, I don't want to waste time kind of feeling? Um, I think just having the option of if I wanted to have kids, it's more of that, Mm -hmm. like, I'd like to find my person now versus you know, when you look on dating apps, you put in age range. I don't want to become mm-hmm. the person nobody, you know, has in their age range because I priced myself out essentially with my age. So I think it narrows my options or maybe it positions me if I'm like, let's just say I'm 36 and I'm single. Maybe that opens it up to like older guys who yeah. don't want kids or right. already have kids. But I don't know that I want that kind of guy. So I kind of feel like I want the widest range of options and that's why I have the sense of urgency to sort of like get the ball rolling as soon as possible versus like when I'm, you know, older than I would like to be necessarily. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I think I hear you and I don't want to pretend like age is not a thing because we all know that it can be. But I also think part of that is when guys see um, age around, you know, 30 to 
yeah, 36, 37, they assume that woman is going to be chomping at the bit with her biological clock. Yeah. And that can freak them out a little bit almost. So I think, I almost think you're at the point where it doesn't really matter one way or the other at this. Like, I don't, I don't believe there's really like, I'm going to get to an age where guys aren't looking for me anymore because I think there's always going to be plenty of guys who don't want to have a kid or like who have a kid or whatever it is for whatever reason aren't interested in having kids. So I think someone who doesn't need to have kids is always going to be appealing to all ages, I think. From your mouth to God's ears. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think it might be an interesting thing. I mean, obviously wouldn't come up on the First date, I don't encourage the like, what are you looking for conversation? But because I think it's almost like, um, and I, I don't want this to sound wrong, but it's almost a superpower that you're not a I must have kids person. You could use it to your advantage a, a little bit and like attract maybe more people or, you know, people who do, if you're open to it, have a kid already or have been married already. Like you might do really well with the second wave marriages. It's funny because I did have a feeling that I'm like a second wife kind of gal. Yes. I had another girl on recently that I told was a second wife kind of gal. Because I think it's like it is and it's largely, I think, women who don't have that like, I must have children. I must have this like traditional thing that I've pictured since I was little, it's more when we're like, look, I want a partner. I want, but I don't want to settle. And I'm not willing to compromise what I want and what I need just so that I can like start a family on time. I think that lends itself a little to like guys who have kind of been through that thing already and are like, okay, now I really want like a life partner that we're in it together. And it's not about achieving these landmarks of being an adult. Yeah, Uh, I'm in. So (laughs) Hey. So tell me about first before we move on to like your dating experience as far, just because I like to do this. What were like your positive takeaways from the last relationship? So like what would you say you liked about him that you learned you would like in a partner? He had a sense of urgency, which I liked. He like locked in our relationship fairly quickly, like four dates and was like, let's do this. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right. And how did you meet him? Uh sorry, say that again. How did you meet him? Oh, from Bubble. Cool. Yeah. So I liked that he liked me a lot and that he wanted to like get off the apps and make it a thing. Um, I also liked that when I would say something that bothered me, he would find a solution. I also really liked he would call all the time. So even if we weren't seeing each other due to scheduling issues, we would have time on the phone. So we would either FaceTime or we would have like a long conversation about our days or what's going on with us. And it was almost like we hung out in different ways. Mm -hmm. He just like gave me the time. and He gave you the time. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that that's necessarily my language of love, but it was the effort that went in and making me a priority that really was kind of what sold me on him. Yeah. That's what I was going to say was it sounds like he really prioritized you and let you know that he was like willing to make space for you in his life. And it wasn't just like, let me just fit you in wherever I can. It was like, I'm willing to inconvenience myself a little for you. And I, I recognize that you're important enough for me to make an extra effort. Even if I can't like see you in person, I'm still going to do something about it. Exactly. So the main things you liked about him were sense of urgency, prioritizing, and that when you brought up an issue, he really made an effort to do something about it. Yeah, because it felt like he cared. And I think that goes a long way because 
people don't have to put in the effort and they don't have to care and they don't have to go above and beyond, especially in this generation where people are like, on to the next, I can just keep swiping if this is too hard. So it felt like he was serious about us, which really was attractive to me because I do want an adult relationship where that is a priority. Well, I like all of that. The only thing I would say is I tend to believe that often the things we like most about a person are also the things that drive us the most crazy. So for every aspect of a person, there's both the good side and the bad side of it. So what I mean in this case is you really liked his sense of urgency and his like, I want to lock it down. I'm excited about you. I want to make it official. But it sounds to me just from like the way it went down and the way it ended that that was also kind of his downfall was like rushing ahead of himself in an effort to hit these points and to like do the thing he was supposed to do in his mind. And then he freaked himself out and had to take a major leap backwards because of that. I mean, if it were authentic and it came from a different place, then I would say it would have been ideal. But it's almost like, and I had said this to him, it felt like he was going through the motions of what you're supposed to do in a relationship. And he was like playing boyfriend and playing serious versus really, you know, being serious about me particularly. Um, And I I don't know, maybe that came from him just getting out of a relationship. And I think I was his first girlfriend after his divorce. So um, I almost feel like a guinea pig, but you know. I doubt you were a guinea pig. I do think he probably was like, you know, it's like whenever people are new to the dating scene, they're like, how does this work? And then they're like, oh, the, these are the things I'm supposed to do. This is what this person wants me to do. He may also be, it sounds like a little bit of a people pleaser of like, oh, I know this is the thing I'm supposed to do. This will make me a good boyfriend and I want to be a good boyfriend. Also, I'm sure there's an aspect of he has a daughter, right? So wanting to do right by women or like having an idea of like how to treat someone, but without... If that's not, as you said, like founded in a real organic feeling or which I'm sure he had real organic feelings for you, but it sounds like he just rushed himself a little bit and then freaked out about it instead of taking things a little slower and saying to you, I'm just out of a marriage. Maybe I should take things a little slower, which you may may or may not have been interested in doing, but at least you would have known. You know, and I recommended it. I was the one mm-hmm. who was like saying to him, I think maybe you need to take this slower. Maybe we need to take a break or back things up a bit because it seems like I'm driving this in a direction and he's accommodating it, but like mm-hmm. isn't really ready yet. And he wasn't in mm-hmm. therapy. And it was kind of confusing to me why somebody who got out of a relationship and, and had a, a little bit of drama with his ex wouldn't be in therapy. I was like, Yeah, you're, you're living a brand new life and trying to like, Reacclimate. I think you need help with this. Yes. Yes. It's a tough thing because at the same time that I say, you know, as we get older, we don't need to wait as long to get into a relationship. We don't need to wait as long to move things along because we know. I also have a pretty firm belief that I repeat like a broken record, which is don't be exclusive with someone or you could be exclusive, but don't be boyfriend, girlfriend, relationship, 
for at least three months because I think that's how long it takes to really know if you want to be with someone for both people. And even if you have those giddy butterflies at the beginning that make you want to rush, rush, rush it along, that is what will then cause it to kind of blow up and freak out later. Whereas if you force yourself to take the time at the beginning and really move it slower than you want to move, like just wait a little bit longer on each goalpost than you naturally want to. I just think it sets up a firmer foundation so that by the time you get to the boyfriend, girlfriend or exclusivity, you really know that you both want to be there. Yeah. And do you date other people during that? Or you really just say, all right, I'm going to give this a chance and we'll get more serious at the three month mark. How does that work? I think that is, that's up to the person. Generally, you know, I think If you're having sex, it's probably best to be sexually exclusive uh, just for because sex brings certain emotions and it's intimacy and and you want to be building something with this person. You're not trying to stall the building, but there is something about putting those titles on it that makes it feel much more serious and much more committed maybe before you're ready. And then if you've put those titles on, it's kind of much harder to get out of it if you realize it's not what you want. So then that's when you find yourself like, uh oh, this person's been my boyfriend for six months. And I think I only liked them the first month. But like, it was just moving along like a snowball on a hill. And I went with it. You know what I mean? Largely, most people when they're really excited about another person, they don't have a lot of emotional or mental space for another person. And so I think it's fine to be dating exclusively and saying like, I'm not going to see anyone else. But we're not, this is not like boyfriend, girlfriend yet. We're still feeling things out. We're deciding if we want to put that title on it. Because I do think that title carries meaning. And it means you're you're kind of saying to the world, this is the person I'm choosing. And from the boyfriend, girlfriend, you don't really go backwards. You only go forwards or you break up. So it's like each kind of goalpost that you hit, there's not really going backwards from it without it getting weird and you know, kind of self-destructing. So I don't, I don't put like a hard and fast rule. And I also don't say three months, it has to be three months. I say at least two, like if someone, to me, if someone after three or four dates is like, you, I want you, I want you to be my girlfriend. Like you do not have enough information, no matter how much you like the person, no matter how excited you are to see them, you have not seen them in enough real world scenarios, unless you've like known them for six years and your friends. And then, oh my gosh, you started dating, whatever. But if you met them on an app or through a friend or at a bar, you need more information. You need to see them with their friends, with their family on a bad day, on a good day, when they're sick, when you're sick. Like you need to have all that information before you take the step of saying to the world, like I'm choosing this person and I'm committed to them. Yeah. Agree. Amen. (laughs) So I think, and I think it's, it's, it's tricky because we are in the dating world kind of like taught that what we want is someone to commit. What we want is someone to want to be our boyfriend or our girlfriend or, you know, we want these proclamations of love and commitment, especially shows like, I'm sure you watch Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. Where it's like after a week, like, well, are you guys going to get engaged? And it's like, <laughs> you, you, you have to build the firm foundation before you get to jump to those places. There also is like actually science behind the three month thing because the three months is about the length of a season. And uh, there's also a whole like old fashioned adage of like, don't get engaged to someone until you've seen them through four seasons to a year, basically. I I like that. But it because it's like, 
both with our hormones and our bodies, and I don't know the science behind all these things, but it makes sense in my brain. But like, you know, a season, your mood really changes. Like I'm a horrible human being in the summer. I am sad. I am depressed. I hate the summer. I don't belong in the sun. I belong in Siberia. Like (laughs) it's just not a good look. And someone would have to get through the summer with me and still like me because I'm going to be cranky ass bitch for three, four months while the sun is shining, you know? And so it's like, it's about really making sure that stuff is there and that stuff is solid and it's not just excitement and chemicals and excitement about finally not having to date anymore and finally having a person you can put on your social media and like all that and really waiting that out. You know, I coach a lot of my clients who are like, I I think I'm ready to get exclusive with this person or to ask them if they want to be my boyfriend or whatever. And I say, I want you to wait just a little longer than you're comfortable with. Like get the instinct and then sit on it. Just sit on it. You No harm will come from waiting longer. All right. Well, so when I finally think I need a boyfriend or I'm dating somebody, I'm going to remember that because I yeah. would be the first person to be like, well, we like each other. Shouldn't we just settle down then? Because like, why do I have to look elsewhere? But it makes right. sense. It makes sense. Like saying somebody's your boyfriend, especially at this age, sort of like has more severity mm-hmm. than like when you're younger and anyone you're boy like you're dating is your boyfriend or girlfriend because you just want to put a label on it versus like I'm dating somebody right now that is my boyfriend only so that we could move forward and like start a future together. It's not just for now. It's like hopefully forever. Exactly. And so it's like you don't need to rush that part of it because once you start hitting those marks, yeah, you're probably not going to go back. And what you don't want is for you to be like, I'm so excited about this person. I'm going to call them my boyfriend. We're going to plan this trip together. I'm going to tell my friends it's my boyfriend. And then like a month later, you realize you can't stand them or they are horrible to their mother or whatever. But you're like, but I plan this trip and this is my boy. And I told him my friends, this is my boyfriend. Like we're supposed to be on this path. So why don't I just stick on it? Cause I already said, yeah, like it's not as fun to not get caught up in the snowball effect of it, but it's just, it sets you up for much, much better results later on. Like I wonder what would have happened if when your guy wanted to lock it down after four days, if you had been like, you know what? I'm not ready for that. Like, because I take this seriously and I need to see you in so many different contexts and like get to know you so much better before I'm willing to like give you that role in my life. Yeah. Because then I wonder if he would have. Where were you I when mean, this it, was going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. But, you know, I think because then also I think it's kind of like a boss move that, you know, if someone were to say to you, okay, like I'm ready for this and you say, well, no. Not that I don't like you. I do like you, but I need to see more. I need more information. I'm in the discovery process. That makes them also want to work that much harder and fight that much more for you instead of just like, well, I gave her what she wanted. So now I did my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think and also people should keep trying to impress each other, not just like, oh, well, I locked them in. So that's it. She calls me her boyfriend. Like, isn't that good enough? I get, isn't that what women want? That's, I gave it to her. Like, what's the problem? Why does she want more from me? It's like, if they have to earn it a little bit. Right. And I, and again, like it's the three month thing is more of a general idea because that's about 
the length of a season. And also, if you read certain books on dating, they'll say that's like the perfect phase where the hormones and chemicals are the strongest. So you see the person as like totally perfect. And then after the three months is when you start being like, oh, do I like them even when I don't think they're perfect anymore? And when like my chemical reaction to them has died down a little bit. Um, But, you know, two months is good. Just like, it's like, you know, when, um, I don't know if you do this, but when I get like an email or something that upsets me or that I have a strong reaction to, and I want to write back right away, and I always make myself wait at least 24 hours because just those first emotional responses are not reliable. So it's like kind of the same thing where it's like you get excited about someone. So yes, you want to just say yes and go, 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 because you're so excited. But we know as adults that everyone has shit you're going to uncover and you need to wait and see if the shit is shit that you can stand being around. Yeah, exactly. And not just like be distracted by the shiny new relationship. Mm -hmm. Like it's for them and it's for you. It's like a buffer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It protects them from later on you being like, oh my gosh, like now that I've woken out of my like coma of being obsessed with you, now I realize I don't want to be with you and now I'm fucked. Like it's, it's. It's definitely better for both of you. And I was going to say, it sounds a little like you're somewhat doing that because you said you're dating now, but it takes a lot for you to like actually let someone get farther with you. Do you have people who are wanting to date you more and then you're saying like, no, slow down? Or do you what what's your experience right now? Um, well, it's funny, actually, a guy the other night said to me that I'm tough to crack. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, I'm trying to sweep you off your feet, but you're not letting me. And so was I this was your like, first date. No, this was like a okay. third, third date. Okay. Fourth date. And he, I, so I asked him more. I was like, what do you mean by that? Like that you're trying to sweep me off my feet and I'm not like letting you. He's like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing all the right things. And you're like, not and not in these terms, but he, like falling for it, you know, like what? it takes more than that to impress me basically, which I took as a compliment because I'm like, phew, then I'm doing it right. Because what you're doing is the bare minimum and I need more than that. I'm not about to just say, oh good, a guy keeps showing up and he's planning dates. That's my guy. No, I want right, to know. Totally. I want to know how we get along in all scenarios. I want to like, one of the dates he took me on was with his friend because his friend went through a divorce and he didn't want to like sort of segment us out where like, He saw the friend one night and then me a different night. He put us together and I was like, we're too new for you to double up and introduce me to your friend when I'm still figuring you out. And like, this is just a weird scenario he put me in. And I saw him act a certain way and I was like, oh, I can't date this person. Like Mm. he's acting like a weirdo and I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but it doesn't feel like the same person that I went on two other dates with. So that sort of set us back. And then he convinced me to go out with him again. And that's when he was like, you're tough to crack and can't sweep you off your feet. I'm like, taking me to dinner is not going to sweep me off my feet. What did he mean? How would he know if he was sweeping off your feet? Did he mean like, you're not like sleeping with him yet? Or how, how was he gauging that you hadn't been swept off your feet yet? Um, I think I'm probably a little distant because I felt like I was like observing the dynamic and also his actions and I'm not, I, I thought the third, like the third date, if we can even call it that with his friend was a very strange activity. And so the fourth date, I was skeptical and I was distant and I'm not super touchy feely if I don't like trust you. And I'm like sort of 
keeping, you know, an eye on you and, and how you're behaving. And if it's what I want in my life, like, I'm not going to just like be all in because you took me on another date. I'm still figuring things out. And I think he's not used to that. And he, I, he even said, he's like, I deleted my app. Can't we just be all in? I'm like, why would we be all in yet? Whoa. Like, I'm not ready to be all in. What about me even makes you want to be all in? You don't know me. You don't know that I get cranky when I'm hungry. You don't know that <laughs> I hate your dancing. You don't know that whatever. You don't know these things yet because you've only hung out with me four times. So I think I actually said to him, I think it's really inauthentic that you want to be all in with me. Sure, maybe you think I'm great, but and maybe I am, but you have really no basis to decide you want to be all in on me. And that makes me concerned because that means you just want a girlfriend and it could be anybody. And what did he say to that? I don't know. He sort of like skipped over it. And I'm not really even sure he was listening. He was like, well, I just want to have fun with you and I want to plan more dates and keep things going. And I was like, all right, great. Do you like him outside of his weirdness around wanting to be all in and bringing his friend along? Honestly, all of these things take me out of it because I think he really is just trying to fill like a quota of having a girlfriend. I don't think it's about me. And I think maybe he's used to doing things a certain way and and not really that aware and he should be at 47. So Mm. I, it's when someone seems to me like they need therapy or they're not aware of themselves or they're going through the motions and it's, if ever somebody smells and looks like somebody I've dated before, in mm. terms of their behaviors, I'm like very hesitant to go down that road again and open myself up to them because it just reminds me of what I've already been through. And I'm like, oh, this looks like that. And I don't I don't think I, I want to give this any more time. I think that's legit. I mean, if you were saying this after one date, I would say go on another date. But I think three or four is the ideal amount of dates to kind of decide if you want to keep it going or not. And I agree with you. I think, you know, this is why I say you want to see people in different situations. So even though it was kind of poor judgment on his part to make your third date with his friend, you did get to see a part of him you didn't like, and that was important information. And I do think it's kind of like you said about the last boyfriend that what you liked was when you would tell him something bothered you and he would fix it. So I do think most things are discussable and fixable if the person is willing and the important thing is their willingness to listen and change and like take the feedback and work on it but it sounds like you even did that and said this is what I don't like this is what I don't trust this makes me uneasy and he was still like well okay yeah whatever like I'll show you I'll prove it to you and I yeah I don't like the idea too that he was just trying to quote win you over sweep you off your feet yeah it doesn't feel very genuine or having any sort of relation to me personally. It just feels like Mm -hmm. he wants to win me over and he wants a girlfriend and it's all about him and not at all about me. I will say just from hearing this that you do sound a little intimidating on dates maybe and maybe a little bit of a, as they say, tough nut to crack. Um, And I would encourage you just a little, not with this guy, because I think you have good instincts. But I would encourage you to be a little maybe more encouraging on dates. And I mean like offering positive reinforcement, because sometimes what happens to people is if they feel like they can't win or they feel like you don't like them right off the bat or they can tell, you know, that you're kind of distant or standoffish or whatever, it makes them even weirder. 
that makes them act weirder because they just like get on the defensive and then they go more and more into their worst self and their weirdness that comes out when they're feeling insecure and defensive. And I say this a lot too, but really amazing things can happen to people when they feel like they're succeeding and when they feel like they did something right. It's like very basic, like little kid stuff. But you know, when they feel like they did something right, they want to do more right. So I would say not with him because it really just doesn't sound like a match and I want to give you full permission to stop going out with him. In the future, I would say if someone does do something you like, even if it's something small that you feel like you shouldn't have to be impressed by, like, oh, cool, you're showing up. Like, oh, cool, you took me to dinner. I would praise them anyway, just because it really does work wonders when people think they're doing something right. And if you're the kind of person too that can be a little distant or standoffish or not affectionate when you don't trust someone, which is understandable, they need something to not just like start getting weird and shutting down. And it could make you actually like them more if you throw them a little bit of a bone so that they can relax a little bit. Okay, I will try and do that. (laughs) It's It's as simple as like, I know. And it's hard too, because it's like, if you've been on the apps for a while, you're probably fed up with a lot of not great behavior. And it's like, it shouldn't be that exciting for a person to just act like a decent person. But we we do have to reinforce positive behavior. We do have to let people know when they do something we like so that they'll do more of it. So if they pick a restaurant you like, if you liked the way they were really like quick about setting up the date or, you know, whatever it is you like, it's as simple as being like, hey, I really appreciate you know, you planning the date rather quickly, or I really appreciate how communicative you've been, or, you know, I appreciate that you're really excited about me. I want you to know that I move things a little bit slower, but I want to keep going on dates with you or whatever it is. It's like, it doesn't have to be this like lavishing praise and like mothering, but it can, it can just be letting them in a little bit. I, I coach a lot of people to go to the physical contact. It doesn't sound like that's something you're necessarily comfortable with. And I would never push someone to do something they're not comfortable with. But I will say there are other ways to make someone feel at ease. And that could in turn make you like them more. Okay, then I have a question about making someone feel at ease because there's this other guy that I went out with who has a big problem with my podcast because he thinks that I'm dating just because I'm career dating to talk about it on my podcast. He even went as far as calling me a player. I'm like, what about me? makes you think I'm a player. Like, I don't understand why I have to be on the defensive about like, you know, my integrity in this process. And he's just like, I can tell you're just really cool and nice and pretty and smart and fun. And you're obviously dating a lot of people. I'm like, what on God's green earth? And he's like, it's a compliment. I swear. I'm like, I'm just confused. You have PTSD. Who hurt you? Because I didn't, I'm too tired to hurt you. I want one person. I'm not trying to date everybody. I will if I have to find my person, but like this is not a fun sport in my eyes. If you listen to my podcast, you'd know that. But I just don't even know now because every other day is some kind of insecure comment he makes. He even went as far as tweeting about me and telling his 10,000 followers about the fact that he went on a date with me and that I'm on all these apps and I even have a podcast and all this stuff. I'm like, hello? Like, what do I have to do to tell you I'm interested in you? And Stop. (laughs) Slow down. So are you interested in him? Yeah, when he's not being a lunatic. So when's your next date with him? Friday. We're going to a concert. So I think Friday, when he makes another comment about this, which he inevitably will, this is not about putting him at ease. This is about giving him an ultimatum and saying, look, I have told you before, 
I'm not going to tell you anymore. I really like you. I'm interested in you. I have no interest in dating anymore. Yes, I am out here dating because I want to find someone and I want to be in a relationship. If you can't believe me about that and stop making these comments, it's not going to work between us. And he's going to believe me from that. I mean, I think in his mind of my like heart of hearts, he thinks that I have like a routine and that I keep doing this. And I even told him, I said, I'm going to start a drinking game based on the amount of times you accuse me of something outlandish, like being a player. Like I right. like, I was like, you have to stop. Like, can we make a deal? I don't even know if we're going to get to our date on Friday because if you do it again, I can't right. go out with you because this is too much of a roller coaster. I want something easy. You're making it hard. Right. What do you like about him? So I like that he sort of wears his heart on his sleeve. I just wish he were a little more secure in like doing that. Like you, you right. can't have it both ways. <laughs> I think you should kind of like if maybe even be all in, like if you're going to wear your heart on your sleeve, like commit to that. Like don't then be mad at me for being me. Like you either like me or. Well, whatever. but this is exactly what I'm talking about with the two sides to every coin. You love that he wears his heart on his sleeve, but you hate that he voices every single insecurity he has. Those are the same thing. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, yeah. So what I do like though, is that he's like an open book. So we like on our first date played a game of questions where we each had, this was his idea. We each had to ask each other questions and we had to answer honestly, and we couldn't ask the same question to the next person. So um, like if he said, what am I looking for? He then couldn't, I couldn't then ask him what he's looking for. I had to come up with an entirely new question. And That's this, fun. it went on for hours, like three and a half hours. We wouldn't stop talking until I was like, oh my God, I've worked tomorrow. I got to like go. But it was really, really nice. And I think we are very similar in a lot of ways and are looking for the same things and got along really well and laughed a lot and had great banter and felt comfortable while still being attracted. Um, so I kind of just wish it would be more like that and less the insecurity stuff. And I think that's why I give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, okay, I know that this is coming from a place where if I were in that shoe, in those shoes, I would want someone maybe to sort of, I don't know, have faith or give yeah. me a chance to like work it out. Um, How many also, dates have you been on? Only one. Okay. So I'm going to change my mind a little bit. Okay. I want you to... Next time he says something, I just want you to agree with him. <laughs> I just want you to be like, yeah, I know. No, I am a player. Yep. Actually, I have three more dates scheduled after you. So can we like hurry this up? <laughs> and it's like the yes thing and improv or whatever. It's like, fine. You know, you're, you're obviously not winning by saying no, 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 no. I don't know if he genuinely has insecurities or if he kind of thinks this is funny or if he's using this as a defense mechanism because he does really like you. So he's just like super insecure. But I think right now what you should do is just lean into it and be like, yeah, I am using you for my podcast. Does that mean you don't want to go out with me again? Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, let's just keep just keep leaning into it and agreeing with him so he has nowhere to go. Because I think probably what he also likes at this point is uh, the attention and the rise it gets out of you. And how it, you know, it makes you have to continue saying, no, I like you, I like you, I like you, I like you. Oh, these games. I know. So I think, I mean, look, you've had one date, so there's still much to be revealed. Yeah. Um, so we're not, you don't, you know, you don't have to decide to like date him forever right now, obviously. 
But I think if it's not working to tell him to stop, you should just do the opposite and play along with it until he gets bored. And until like there's nowhere else to go with it. And just <laughs> be, wear him down. Like, be strong and sassy about it. And he's either going to love it and think it's hilarious and be like, she's so funny and she's so cute. Okay, okay I guess I'll like shut up now. Or if he's really insecure about it, which to me would just be so bizarre and weird. Because like, I don't understand how anyone thinks that someone doesn't actually want be in a relationship, but whatever. Um, I mean, not that everyone wants to, but clearly you want to. You do talk about it on your podcast. It is You are going on dates like for a reason. Yeah. So I think you just need to kind of shrug it off like a little kid who's doing something annoying. And instead of getting mad every time they do it, you're just like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll pick up your toy again and give it back to you again. Like, doesn't bother me. Sure, we can play this game all night long if you want. And I'm just going to stop like turning around and reboosting your ego by saying, no, 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 no. I like you. I like you. I love it. Great. Great. That's my so do plan. That. I think you'll be good at that. And I think it'll reveal itself quickly what is really going on here and either he'll drop it and it can be normal or if he can't stop eventually this will outweigh the good time that you had with him and it'll naturally come to an end anyway true <sighs> okay i like this course of action yeah and, i like this um, and don't let him be your boyfriend for like at least bare 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 minimum month prefer two months really prefer three months okay i will work on that hopefully we can be get exclusive that <laughs> You can see him as much as you want, but he has to earn the boyfriend title. And but if he says like, why? See, I knew you weren't in it for whatever, whatever. You just say no, because I take it so seriously. And I want the next person who's my boyfriend to really be someone in my life. Like I'm not looking to just fill a spot. Right. Okay. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's 100% true. It's 100% true. So I think you need to. And it's similar to like if... You know, we're going to play this version of his insecurities where you go along with it. But if it gets annoying again, that is when you have like a come to Jesus of like, if you want to continue dating me, I am putting like an ultimatum. You aren't allowed to say those words anymore. And if you do, this is over. You don't have to do that yet. Right now, you can just play along and see what happens and it'll be funny. And hopefully he'll realize how ridiculous he's being and let it go when he's not getting that pushback from you all the time. Okay. I'm going to have to report back to you because I feel like this is going to be great. <laughs> I really want to hear it. Now, I have one more. I know you probably have to go, but I looked at your dating profiles. Mm -hmm. Mostly, well, your pictures are fantastic. The main feedback I have for you, and it's a fundamental belief that I have about dating profiles, and you can take it or leave it because you're, you know, a strong-minded woman and you do things the way they work for you. But I think that you spend way too much time talking about the kind of man you want and what you do and don't want in a man or in a relationship. I think it communicates, I've been burned and I expect you to burn me. Interesting. I think it's much more interesting to focus on who you are and get really specific about it and fun and specific than be like, no players must have your own house, like must be looking for a relationship, must have a good sense of humor. Like this laundry list of what you're looking for in a man just kind of communicates that you don't actually believe you're going to get it. Ooh. 
Okay. So how would I like phrase things differently? Or I guess what would I say about myself then that sort of... I mean, there's so much about yourself to say. I like what you said about giving money to an animal shelter, although I would like you to put a more specific shelter. I'm all about specificity on app profiles. So because it gives people something really concrete to hold on to instead of just... I like animals. It's like this this animal rescue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Looking for a manly man who's self-aware slash emotionally intelligent, romantic and shit. Okay. Everyone thinks they are those things. No man is like, oh, not a manly man. Or like, oh, I'm not self-aware. Like everyone thinks they are those things. You are literally wasting space when you say that. Okay. Got it. And has their shit together because I do. Everyone thinks they have their shit together. Like, No. Extra points if you want to be my yoga brunch travel partner. Again, all this is like way more generic than you actually are as a human. Like yoga brunch travel is legitimately the one thing everybody likes all three. (laughs) So I think you want to get just so much more specific and like you have even more points if you don't have a mirror selfie. Again, it's 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 a little critical. It's a little negative. It's putting out there again and again what you don't want, what you don't want. And I think you want to just get like, like what's your favorite brunch place or what's your favorite thing to eat at brunch or where's your favorite place you've been or what is your like ideal dumb downtime activity that you love? Like I want you to get really viscerally specific with details about food, drink, exercise, travel, whatever it is, narrow it down to the specific, visceral, sensual details and drop everything about who the man is that you're looking for. Let that person come to you. Okay. And you have the three things that make a relationship great. Chemistry, similar sense of humor and communication. Again, that could be like a Bumble template, like that doesn't say anything like the three things that make a relationship great you could say um like a a three-hour conversation of asking each other questions or the three things that make a relationship great you could say like um what's something you really love to do like something stupid that you love to do um i love binge watching things but everybody does i really like drinking wine but i don't want to sound like an alcoholic um that's okay (laughs) what kind of wine what's your favorite wine uh pinot noir Pinot Noir. And so you could say the three things that make a relationship great, Pinot Noir, something, something, and something, something. Like the more um, specifics about what you like and who you are and the less it's about these kind of generic terms for relationship qualities and person qualities. Like even if it means you have less there, it's going to be more powerful. You want someone to read your profile and be like, oh, I like that thing. Or like, oh, I can picture exactly what it's like to spend time with her. I can smell it. I can taste it. Like I know what that experience is as opposed to, oh, here's another girl who's like looking for a dream man. Like congratulations. We all are. You know what I mean? Right. um, We'll get along if you live alone. I'm fine with that because... Well, I have my issues with you not wanting to live with someone who has a roommate, but we won't get into it. I just think like some people are saving their money until they have a girlfriend. Some people have lived with the same person since they were 20 and they're like, when I have a relationship, then I'll move out. Like I I don't have as rigid things about that. If it's a deal breaker for you, it's a deal breaker for you. But I again, just like, creep I, around someone's random friend who's messy or lives like a slob or like it's a frat house. Like I feel like I live alone and they should live alone. Like we're adulting now. Like I get that. I do get that. But I just wouldn't want you to miss out on someone who's like, 
I just have a great living situation. And when the right time comes, I'll get out of like, especially in this city, a lot of people just prioritize other things and then they save their money. And then when they get into a relationship, they do level up and they will be, you know, they will be like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to go live with this person. But maybe they didn't want to prioritize getting their own place so they'd have a bachelor pad. And they're just like, when the right person comes along, yeah, I'm going to have all this money to go get a nice apartment with them. Yes. I don't want you to limit yourself in that way. You'll know very quickly if they have those qualities that you're actually looking for when you say that. Okay. I will not banish them from my periphery. I love where you say... I will get along if you forgive me in advance for my opening line. This is hard. And then you do the handover face emoji. That's really cute. And that's your personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like, I, hi, I'm a real person. Like, here's the real person part of me. Everything else is just very kind of like basic, generic. And I know you're not that. Thank you. And you have, you should not go out with me if you aren't looking for something serious because I am. Cool. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Like no one, again, like no one is walking around, especially guys because of the biological clock thing. They're not walking around like, I'm looking for something serious. And if they are, they're going to be like the 47-year-old and your last boyfriend who push things, push things, push things. And you don't want that either. So you want someone who wants something serious with you. You don't want someone who blatantly, air quotes, wants something serious. That makes a lot of sense. You're right. Great. What I want you to do maybe is... I wish I knew more details about you because I would just have you redo it right now, but I won't because I also know you need to go. But um, get, I would just, I would actually not have the question, you should not go out with me if, because I think that just sets you up to be negative. Get rid of that question because it just doesn't set up positivity. Ideal first date. Here we go. You have something awesome that you've planned. I love food, jazz, wine, exploring LA. Jazz is interesting. I love jazz. And then you have, we'll have great chemistry and I may even laugh so hard I snort. That's adorable. I love laughing so hard I snort. Get rid of great chemistry because again, generic term that we won't know until we meet and no one can predict. And obviously we all want that. So it's pointless to say. So I would say ideal first date. um, I love, and then instead of I love food, specific, specific, specific food. Okay. Jazz is specific. Replace wine with Pinot Noir. And then say exploring LA as if I'm a tourist, because exploring LA is very general, but exploring LA as if I'm a tourist means like I like adventure and I like to do different things. And then say, and if I laugh so hard, I snort. Does that make sense? Yep. So make that part of the list. So specify food, specify wine, specify exploring LA, get rid of the phrase great chemistry, keep laugh so hard, I snort. Keep anything that makes you weird, quirky, different, stand out and be a human and get rid of anything general or describing the other person or stating what you don't want. Got it. I'm like excited to redo these because I think I've had them sort of as is for so long that it's just sort of like I kept it there. And I would encourage you to redo them, you know, if you're not like married to this guy from Friday, um, I would encourage you to redo them every few weeks to keep it more interesting for you and to keep encouraging yourself. Like if you find yourself doing something weird or quirky or like having a new favorite hummus from Trader Joe's or like a new weird bedtime ritual, like any little weird idiosyncratic thing to put it on there because that's the stuff that makes someone stop and go like, this is different. I want to talk to this girl about this. 
Great. I'm going to do that. I feel great. <laughs> Me <How> too. Did- <laughs> I'm glad. Did I yell at you enough? Um, just the right amount. Great. I'm so glad. So we've got our plan for Friday. Yes. You're going to redo your profiles and feel free to send them to me for feedback. Oh, I will. I will. Do it. And you're going to practice on dates, including with this guy, being a little more reassuring. If you can swing it physically, that's great. If you feel comfortable, hand on the arm, like whatever it is to let them know, like you're succeeding, you're doing a good job. I don't hate you. Okay. (laughs) And that also includes like if they open the door, if they pull out the chair, if they do something you like oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Or like, you're such a gentleman. I love that. Or whatever it is, positive reinforcement just goes miles and miles. It does, it works wonders and it lets people breathe and feel good. And then they can be an actually be a human. And then you will actually be attracted to them because they're a human. I feel like I can conquer the dating world now. Woohoo! Woohoo! I love it. And no boyfriends before, we're going to say two months to be fair. Right. Okay, fine. Cool. I like that we right. negotiated down, though, from three we months. We negotiated down. I, yeah. I really lessened. I weakened my stance by doing that, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. Thank you. Because <laughs> that's what a good relationship is, and that's what we do. That is. We compromise. We compromise. That's good. Okay? <laughs> yep. I feel fantastic. Me too. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Golden on Instagram with one N and then Golden spelled like regular Golden, like Golden Child that she is. Jennifer Golden. She's fantastic. Look her up. She has her own podcast all about dating and fun things called It's Complicated. And man, is it, but we're trying to make it less so. And anything else you want to say? Um, Just find me on your nearest dating app, but with my new profile, of course. With the new profile. It's going to be great. And if you're prepared to be her number one biggest fan, but don't rush things too much. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much for making time for me. You're amazing. And I'm so excited to hear what happens. Thank you so much for all of your help and for having me on the show. My pleasure. Bye, Jen. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. I'm sure I've talked about both of these things before, but I really want to focus on some positivity in two aspects. One is when you've gone through a breakup with someone, obviously something didn't go great. Even if it ended amicably or mutually, probably you still have some weird feelings about that breakup. That is totally fine and acceptable. I always encourage people to focus on the negative when they're trying to get over the person because that is way more helpful than keeping them on a pedestal and fantasizing about how great your relationship was. But when enough time has passed that you're back out in the dating world, you've healed your wounds, Try and think of those positive things you took away from that relationship. This is really important for kind of your dating health that you can know that just because a relationship didn't end in marriage doesn't mean it was a waste of time or a bad experience. Think of the positive things. What did you like about the person? What did you learn? What did you find in them that you would like to find in someone else? There's always something because you wouldn't have stayed with someone if there was absolutely nothing redeeming about them. So whatever small thing it is, when you're done focusing on the negative to help you get over them, then focus on the positive, the lessons you learned, and how you can apply those and look for those things moving forward. And the other positive thing I want to focus on is positive reinforcement. We talked about this a lot in this episode, but I think it's really important and I can't stress it enough. I'm very big on honesty on all fronts and letting someone know when they do something you don't like, but it's just as important to let someone know when they do something you do like, because then guess what? They'll do more of it. No one's going to hear you like something and then stop doing it. So if you like something they do, no matter how small it is, they picked a good restaurant, they pulled your chair out, they texted you before the date to say they were running five minutes late, thank them. 
say thank you. I really appreciate that you did that. I still practice this with my boyfriend, even if it seems like certain things should be obvious, like we had a nice dinner together. I'll say before bed, like I had a really nice night with you tonight because everyone needs to hear it. No one doesn't want to get a compliment, hear that they did something right, hear that they're appreciated. And when that happens, they want to do more of it. So make sure you're calling out those positive moments, both to your date, but also to yourself and to your friends when you talk about the date. Well, it wasn't a match, but I really like this about him. And we can just retrain our brains to find the positive, And that will ultimately lead to us having more likely to find someone that we like because we're looking for the positive things and we're more likely to find them that way. If you have a question, comment, would like to be coached privately or on the show, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to our guest, Jennifer Golden with one N. She is Jennifer Golden on Instagram. Her podcast is It's Complicated and they are Complicated Show on Instagram. Thank you to Christine Bartolucci, social media producer, Melissa Gruen, our wonderful editor, Josiah Thorngate, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and for making dating fun.